Do you know about Pride Socks? They are a lifestyle brand empowering individuals to take pride in who they are so they chase and accomplish their dreams. They niche out the retro rainbow socks, shirts, hats, shoelaces, and a variety of positive messaging accessories. And moms, they have positive notepads for writing love notes to your kids. You can put them in their lunchbox or homework folder and remind them how loved and awesome they are. Pride Socks is inclusive of everyone. They firmly believe everyone has something to be proud of. When you celebrate who you are, you will live your best life. Check out their Instagram to see how everyone rocks their Pride Socks gear. Hey friends, welcome to episode 38 of the Lucky Few podcast, where we are shifting the narrative by shouting the worth of people with Down syndrome. This is Micah. Mercedes. And Heather. And we have a really special episode for you today. We are remembering someone who has been important to the three of us and also to our great big Instagram Down Syndrome community. And that is James Eugene Lanto, better known as Jimbo. Mm-hmm. Or Jimbo is the man whose Instagram account um, gave a lot of us, especially those of us who um, discovered him while we were entering into this new world of Down syndrome, gave us a vision of what what life could look like for our little our little ones when they are adults and living their adult lives and watching Jimbo's life and seeing how loved he was and how important he was to his family has been a gift to all of us. So today we want to talk about Jimbo and we want to remember him. He lived from 1962 to 2019, 57 years, one of 11 siblings. And, um, and I wonder if he even knew how, um, important he was to so many of us out there in the interwebs. So welcome to the Lucky Few podcast. Let's, let's talk about and remember Jimbo today. All right. Welcome to the Lucky Few Podcast, friends. Heather and Mercedes, we're here to talk about Jimbo is the man. Jimbo. Yes. yes. I know. I When we first decided to have the podcast and we were brainstorming ideas, we I remember I thought, oh, Jimbo's sisters have to be on. Like They have mm-hmm. got to share with the world the things that that I've learned from them and that I've experienced with them. And so they were one of our very first episodes. I think they're episode two, um, a sibling episode when we were just green, green little <laughs> podcasters, <laughs> but we had them on and I thought it'd be so fun and great as a tribute to our sweet friend, um, Jimbo to get to play that again, because it was a while ago and maybe not everyone has heard it. And so after and in a little bit we're just going to replay the interview that we had with them which in my opinion is 
pure gold because mm-hmm. they are they are pure gold mm-hmm. yeah 100 percent. and i remember when um i we were finally able to like show sunflower's face and we were um in the process of finalizing her adoption and we were able to like put a video out um pam and julie and patty three of Jimbo's sisters were like one of our very first encouragers mm-hmm. so but i think i even got to know them more through you heather did you do a meetup i'm trying to think when i first mm-hmm. met them yeah i saw i discovered them on instagram um, through a picture where, and I, I talk about this in the podcast, so it's a little repetitive or with our interview, but a picture where they were dancing with Jimbo. It's like a dance party with his sisters. And I thought, I have to know these people. This is amazing. And we all know that there's such little representation on, on social media for adults who have Down syndrome. Right. And I know how often I get asked and I think about my kid, my kid who doesn't have down syndrome, like the sibling aspect of what, what is it like on the other side of things? You know, like, is my kid without down syndrome going to be okay having siblings with down syndrome when they are an adult? Excuse me. Sorry. And I feel like that's a huge topic too, because it's one of sometimes the reasons why people will choose not to have their child Mm -hmm. with down syndrome. So that's Mm -hmm. such like a, a much needed representation that they do so well. Yeah. Yeah. So we did meet initially in a meetup, which again, you'll hear more in the interview when it comes on um, in a few minutes, but they just are the kind of people that instantly felt like family. Mm. And I also invited two of the sisters, um, Patty and Pam, to come on In Search of the Lucky Few, the YouTube channel that we do, which is going to be releasing, that episode will be releasing soon. But that was in February of this year, I think. And then... um, I heard from them at that time he was starting to, his health was starting to decline and then he passed away August 4th. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those things like such a big loss to the world mm-hmm. and such, he's just left behind really such a legacy. I think largely due to the part, due to the fact that his family is so large, like mm-hmm. one of 11, so he has 10 siblings and then I, I don't even know, like 70 something nieces and nephews. <laughs> Just an outrageous number. <laughs> <laughs> it's up there. And all of those people are, are going out into the world as narrative shifters. It's yes. amazing. It's really powerful. And I think, and just remembering that interview and I'm so glad we get to air it again today, mm-hmm. but I, I just, the, the delight that Julie and Pam take in him in as they talk about him in in that interview um just the the depth of their love and getting to hear stories of what their childhood was like and I remember that question I asked um where I asked them you know what did your what did did your mom ever put pressure on you to take care of him or did you feel this burden and they were like no no, it, it was just so, I, I don't even know how to describe it, but like, it gave me such a peace, um, to think like that kind of love is what my boys are going to feel for ACE mm-hmm. and that it doesn't, there doesn't need to be pressure. There doesn't need to be, um, any kind of fear on my part about what will happen when I'm gone, um, to ACE 
because uh, I can see in my boys how they love him. Mm-hmm. And, and you could see just the richness of the life that Julie and Pam had led with him mm-hmm. all 57 years. Mm. Yeah. And I, I want to add to, um, and I'll say it, I want to say it the right way, but I think that for me, when my kids with Down syndrome were real little and, you know, you meet parents who have a new diagnosis and there's a fear of what my child be like as an adult. And I think that we can all, maybe we've all been guilty of, I hope my child is more like fill in the blank, not a person, but like has these kind of qualities. Like I hope that my child is the adult who does go to college and does, you know, have a job and can live independently. And I think those are good things to strive for and expectations to place in our kids. Um, but with Jimbo, he needed the support of living with his sisters. He couldn't mm-hmm. live independently. He was nonverbal. Mm-hmm. He worked at a day program. And it's like these things that that in when it's like an abstract idea and it's a list of I want this or I don't want this. I think I don't want my kids to be nonverbal. I don't want my kids to be in day program. I, I want my kids to be independent. But then you then you're presented with this family mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, it doesn't even matter. Our kids are awesome. Like Mm -hmm. that's kind of how I felt about them, that it's not a burden. Jimbo is Jimbo and they love him and who he is is enough, you know, Mm -hmm. and who my kid is going to be is enough, whether they are college bound or whether they need to be in a day program and everything in between, right. Mm -hmm. That, that my kid is enough. And I, I loved Jimbo's presence on social media because he represented just that idea that his humanity made him enough and his Down syndrome diagnosis made him awesome. And he was such a gift exactly as he was, you know, he didn't need to be more. I love that Heather. Heather, Mm -hmm. I forgot to ask you this before we started recording, but are you, you were able to go to his service. I wasn't able to go. Could you share a little bit um, about the feeling? I don't know. I just think it was probably such a magical celebration of life it was great i mean one of my favorite things is they sent a memo out that said jimbo's favorite thing to wear was t-shirt and jeans and so that's what we want everyone to wear this is not a fancy event (laughs) and so everybody there was in t-shirt and jeans and they showed some really awesome videos of him having speaking his own language that he spoke having like a big old conversation and a really beautiful video of family with pictures and one of the sisters came up and represented everybody in just sharing about what a gift he was to their lives. And, um, and it did feel, I just felt like this is a real honor to get to be in this space. And Mm. it really did feel like a real celebration, Mm -hmm. um, of his life. And then afterwards, one of the sisters hosted everybody back at the house. They had like a huge taco person or the person wasn't huge, a big taco bar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and they had line um on stringed up on clotheslines all of his t-shirts because he like loved t-shirts with funny sayings on them and so that was sweet and then it was so sweet to see i mean like four or five of the t-shirts were from me you know like oh, the lucky few yes. or wake up and be awesome or and that's just like that felt like such an honor um, at the service, they quoted my book from a quote from Scooter Makes Some Room, which I they didn't even know was coming. And that was like, that, that gave me chills and, and just felt 
just the connection that we get to have with families who have a loved one with Down syndrome. Yes. Um, that's huge. And that, yeah. So it was, it was really sweet. They're, they're such a rad family and I just feel really thankful that, um, I get to continue relationship with them and there's still so much learning to be had. And I'm so thankful that we had them on the podcast Mm. in the beginning because they're, they have such good wisdom Mm -hmm. and really beautiful hearts. And so I feel like no further ado. Yeah. Yeah. Is that the saying? (laughs) Oh, no further ado. We're just making it up here as we go, guys. No surprises (laughs) if you've been listening for an episode or two. (laughs) So without further ado, we bring to you our second episode ever on the podcast with Jimbo's sisters, Pam and Julie. Okay, so we are so excited for our guests today on this episode. I don't know that we could have better guests. I'm so honored that they're here. Um, There is an Instagram account called Jimbo is the man. I think underscore Jimbo underscore is underscore the underscore man. We'll have all these (laughs) things um, available for you guys to find easily. But I don't even know how I found the Instagram, but I was hooked. Like the second I saw this family and then I remember there was a picture of Jimbo dancing and I think I made a comment about with his sisters or who are these people? And one of the sisters commented back and said, he has six sisters. I'm like, well, wait a second here. Who's this amazing man with six? He has seven sisters. Seven <laughs> sisters. Jimbo is the man. With seven sisters. With seven sisters. And how many brothers? I'm getting seven. Three. Wow. Three so how many brothers. is that total that your mom and dad had? Eleven. Eleven. Oh, wow. I love that so, so much. So I love the idea of this man with Down syndrome with seven sisters. Six was good, but seven, right? What a great little picture that is. Right. Um, and so then Completely found out that they live nearby, and we did a meetup with our Instagram, and then the a handful of the family came, um, and we met Jimbo. And it was amazing, and I just was blown away by this family. Uh, my daughter Mason, who's nine and has Down syndrome, absolutely adores him and anytime we see a man like a man with down syndrome (laughs) older uh, mason's like oh mom jimbo is that jimbo and she's wanting it to be and we see you guys only once a year or so and every time mason is so excited and just adores him so your family has been such a gift to me to get to watch and um we're gonna let you tell us a little bit about yourselves and about jimbo and about your childhood and we have some questions and things um and ages and all that. You don't have to tell us your age, but his age, <laughs> how much older and younger you are. We can do the math. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so we're just excited to have adults, right? Like right, people yes. who are with their sibling who is an adult and parents are no longer around. What does that look like? I know that that has been a conversation I've had with a lot of new parents. Like right. what does this mean for my child? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's one of the first things I thought about when Ace was born. Right. Is what about 20 years from now? And um, that's something that we've been discussing as we've talked about this sibling episode and why we're excited to talk to you guys, um, Pam and Julie, because we've been thinking about what does it look like to raise our typically developing kids to fully celebrate and embrace their siblings with Down syndrome. And come alongside them. Yes. And to do that throughout their lives in every stage of their lives. And what does it look like to do it in a healthy way where we're not putting pressure mm-hmm. on what 
ex laying down expectations that are too much for them to carry. Um, I think also I, I've thought a lot about what does it look like to help my older kids understand Down syndrome and understand um, as they as they age and see more fully what Down syndrome means for Ace's life. So I um, my my son told me I could share the story if I didn't say his name. So I won't say it. But when Ace was around one, we had we'd read books about Down syndrome. We'd watched videos. We'd been we we'd seen older people with Down syndrome, but never my son had never had a face-to-face -face conversation with an older person with Down syndrome. And we were with my sister-in-law, and she had invited a friend over. And he was in college um, and very high functioning. Like we had this amazing conversation. I was so excited because my son was there and he was like part of it. And I felt like he was gonna walk away going, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. And instead we walked away and he, he was crushed. And we had to have a, a really tearful painful conversation where he had had this recognition that that ace was going to be different and that um maybe the world wasn't going to see him the way that he saw ace and um and that conversation was was painful to hold him and let him cry and realize that he is like actually grieving the way that that I had grieved when I had my prenatal diagnosis and that I had long since moved past, mm. but um, this was the first time it was hitting him. So as we're thinking about those things, what does it mean to give our kids space mm -hmm. to feel what they feel and to feel it at different stages of their siblings' lives um, and also to believe in their sibling with the intensity and hope and joy that we believe and our kids with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. so, um, so now we should let you guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> There's some tears on the camera. Lovely. Tissues are out. Oh. Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes. So we we feel like we know Jimbo from from Instagram. Mm -hmm. I've never met him, but I I love his his gentleness, his joy. It's so apparent, and. Um, and we would just love for you to do a little introducing of Jimbo to us. What does he love to do? Um, where does he live? What does his life look like right now? Ooh, maybe, okay. sorry to interrupt, mm -hmm. maybe introduce yourselves. So yes, tell us on yes. the mic who you are and how, where you're all at in the line of 11, how about? Okay, okay so your name, okay. where you live, maybe a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Julie. I am Jimbo's older sister. <laughs> I am the seventh in line of 11. Jimbo is ninth in line. And this is... Hi, I'm Pam. And I'm the baby. I'm the 11th. You're the baby. <laughs> oh, the baby. Yes, the baby. Yeah. yeah, so um, we live in the Long Beach area. And he, Jimbo lives between our houses. Okay. I live with, I am an empty nester. I have four adult daughters and eight grandkids. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And um, Jimbo lives with my husband and I every other week. And then he lives with 
Pam. Every other week, yeah. And I am also an empty nester. My two grown children are out, and I have one grandchild. Um, I think everybody saw that picture of Jimbo on Instagram yep. with his new great yes. niece, and that was <laughs> so my grandbaby. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he lives with every Monday. It's the the switch so you know, every other week sw- yep yes. every so he lives okay. you know this monday i'll get him back he's with julie's husband right now yeah <laughs> i yeah. love that yeah. yeah so um yeah that's a little yeah. bit um so what does he like to do he jimbo loves to spend time with his family he loves to dance just like macy <laughs> just yeah we have lots of dance parties he has the infamous wallets that he carries around in his pockets full of papers, and he sorts and sorts and sorts them. He goes five days a week to a workshop um, in Long Beach. It's called, oh gosh, Pam, say it. A, R, and C, and I forget <laughs> what they have now. They, they have changed the name of it so many times to... Yeah, and I can't even tell you what it's yeah. for, what it stands for right now. Yeah, but that's it's um, a yeah. he goes somewhere great. He goes <laughs> somewhere great. <laughs> great. It's a godsend. They take great care of him. He goes there from nine to three, five days a week, and you know it's a it's a simple life that we lead with him, just spending time with the people that he loves and friends and family. That's it. He just does what we do. Whatever yeah. we do, he comes <laughs> he along. Comes yeah, along. he just comes along. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did that come about? That um, out of eleven, that you two share the responsibility of Jimbo. Oh, I, I I don't know. I mean, the it, question. Um, <laughs> my whole life, I just knew I was going to take care of Jimbo, and I believe Julie felt the same way. Um, but I knew it was me. <laughs> You know, it was like, no, he's mine. Yeah. You know, I, being younger than him, it was just, um, he's all I ever knew. I mean, I knew that I was going to take care of him. I don't know how, why. I mean, our parents didn't, you know, say this is what you have to do. Right. It's just we knew that he needed taken care of. So, you know, nowadays, you know, right right now with you guys, like mm-hmm. you're seeing that they you know, we didn't think Jimbo could go to college. He couldn't. You right. guys have the potential, you know. Mm-hmm. They can be on their own. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's what you're hoping for. That's mm-hmm. that they will be able to be out on their own. But, you know. Maybe. I, I know. know. I'm, I'm still <laughs> getting there. I'm like, another, like on their own, yeah. like in a tiny house in the yeah. backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, you know, I, I kind of went on in a different direction. Right. There, right? You, you yeah, looked at our faces like, like, I know, they're like, oh, okay, no, sorry. <laughs> so we know what you mean. <laughs> well, for me, for me, Julie, I, I, um, I know that separately, Pam and I had a conversation with our mother, not, and neither of us ever knew that the other had the same conversation. Mm-hmm. And it was around my mother, our mother, saying that she was, um, going to make arrangements for when she was gone arrangements for Jimbo to live somewhere mm-hmm. and I go what somewhere what do you mean by that and it, it it was almost the identical conversation that we had and that Pam had with her too and she said oh you know I'm looking into facilities mm-hmm. places that will take him and I was like he, he's not going anywhere 
he's going to stay with us. He's going to stay. I don't want to burden any of the kids. Mm -hmm. I don't want any of you. And, and we were like, I, I don't understand that term. I don't know what that means. What does a burden? I, he's right. not. You never thought that. No. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it. And, and then our mother passed first. And then he lived with our dad with our help for eight years after that. Mm -hmm. And then our dad fell ill suddenly. And it just happened. Hmm. It just, I mean, it literally happened overnight. Hmm. He started staying at Pam's, and then he would stay at my house for a few days, and then back to Pam's, and then... While we were trying to figure that out. Right. Yeah, and then it just, I don't even know how it morphed into once a week, but <laughs> it did. Yeah. It, it just worked. And and so what we decided was, it, it was Monday, he goes to workshop, gets dropped off in the morning, by me, Monday afternoon, Pam picks him up and okay. takes him yeah. home and then keeps him for the week and then right. vice versa. And then vice versa. And it literally just evolved. No big discussion. Right. No. Yeah. How was um, that um, transition for Jimbo to go from being with your dad into right. your homes? Was that challenging? No. And we actually thought, oh, gosh, this is going to be horrible. He's such a heat... A creature of habit mm, yeah. but no it was more we were the creatures of habit he fell right into it not a problem oh, he really did and he didn't the funny thing was was um, he didn't want to go back into his house our house uh, the house we grew up in the only one we ever knew he it was like he didn't want to go through that front door once he knew he was not living there mm -hmm. anymore right it was kind of strange in a way mm -hmm. oh, and i think that had to do with our parents being gone, being gone. And, right. and it's not, how he was coping yes. with it yes mm -hmm. because he jimbo doesn't show um what i i mean he shows joy but not very very rarely does he show sadness okay he just doesn't go there and i don't know if he and he did when we were children so I just don't know if he doesn't allow himself to go there. Like in I, his person, like his yes. in his personality, he reserves that. Yes, yes. And and when our such a guy when thing, our right? parents <laughs> passed <laughs> away, funny, you know, yeah. just to be a little thing. bit reserved yeah. with yeah. that kind of emotion. Yeah. And when our parents passed away, I think he just knew that wasn't his place anymore to be in that house. Right. So he he'd get nervous, didn't want to go in. Yeah. So, you know, it was interesting. So can you talk about, you said that your, your mom didn't want this to be a burden for you, that, that it was not something that in childhood somebody was saying, someday you're going to take care of Jimbo. Um, can you tell us what your parents did well at, when you were children to communicate um, your roles as his sisters? Um, I, I believe that it wasn't, oh gosh, how do I, it wasn't just directed at Jimbo as my sibling. It was directed all of my siblings, my entire family. My parents made it very well known that your family is important. You take care of your family. You look out for your family. You know, you love your family. And, and so I think that we actually, I think, as all kind of rallied around him. Mm -hmm. because he he was often the focal point for us don't you think i mean yeah yeah so i think that what they did well wasn't wasn't because of jimbo having special needs it was just as 
their what they thought of family, how they, mm-hmm. and that's. Would you, would you say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would think uh, they didn't make a big deal about it. It was yeah. like, it, you know, it wasn't an issue. Right. You know, so it was like, um, you take care of your brother, or whether it's Julie, Dan, Jack, Patty, yeah. anybody, you know, it's you take care of your sisters or your brother. Right. Mm-hmm. Always. You're all a team. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Team. That's right. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're all a team. Mm-hmm. Literally a team. There's a lot of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like a sports team. Actually, your mom was running it like yeah. a sports yeah. team. Yeah. 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 We were two <laughs> basketball squads. Yeah. 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 One soccer. Yeah. Yeah. How are you looking at Well, I would love to know what your relationship with Jimbo has looked like over the years. Like, because as, as people change, uh, relationships change and now what what did it look like to have Jimbo as your brother as a teenager and then as a young adult and as when you're first married first having kids um, and now like as empty nesters what is how has it changed and evolved over the years you want me to go first yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, so I'm three and a half years older than Jimbo so I don't ever remember life without Jimbo. Pam doesn't remember life without Jimbo because she's younger than him. So I think when we were little, when we were children, I kind of had a role of teacher mm-hmm. in a lot of aspects. He didn't walk till he was four. He, um, he need, and when you're, when you come from a really big family, you kind of take on roles that aren't traditional to children often. Mm-hmm. You kind of take on a mom role to some of them if you're in a position like I was to the younger. Um, so I kind of think teacher, then when we were teenagers, I had to sometimes take them all of them places. Totally. She didn't like to. Yeah, of course, right? <laughs> You're a teenager. I just thought I'd throw that in. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's still very bitter. Not, yeah, yeah. We weren't cool oh, enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She would have a sit down the beach from her. It's totally. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm it. the oldest girl. I get yeah. it. <laughs> Me and my sister Patty would be all... We want to sit with you guys. And she'd go, no, you go down there. Yeah. <laughs> Pretend you're not <laughs> with me. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Okay. I did do that. Sorry. But, <laughs> but so then, so I think that I had that, um, as teenagers, that whole, I'm way cooler than my mm-hmm. young, younger siblings type thing. Then I got married really young. And the role that I played in Jimbo's life at that time was to go and get him from our parents' house and bring him back to my house. Mm. And not spend the night or, but just to have dinner or spend a Saturday or Sunday. So just almost kind of, I guess you could call it a respite now for my parents, but not, we didn't know what that even meant, Mm -hmm. you know? And then. I have a question that this brought me to what I wanted to remember. So two things, when you were doing that, was that at your parents' request or that was all on your own? That was on, our own because okay. I you Pam did it too yeah. when she moved out and got and I even did it I lived outside their house for a year before I got married okay. and so I even did that then 
just because his um he loves to go somewhere right just to go right and my parents didn't go very often they just didn't they weren't um and so that i in my early marriage took on that of Mm -hmm. just you know you're giving him a social life yeah 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 and not and not really realizing at the time just doing you know like I said, giving our, I guess giving my parents a respite, but not even realizing it mm-hmm. at totally. the time. And then what uh, about you? Uh, no, I was going to say that too. I, d- I never thought of it as giving them a break or anything like that. But yeah, I mean that they probably were like, uh, could somebody, you know, give us a break? Right. But they never <laughs> asked. Never. <laughs> I, I don't right. think they ever, ever no. asked us to go get him yeah. or, yeah, but we would just do it just. And then when they, um, uh, on a rare occasion, our parents would travel to Ohio. That's where they were born, and I was born, and um, (laughs) not her. (laughs) And and they would go, just the two of them, for a class reunion or something. And so we had that role of sometimes we would, I would pack up my kids and go and stay at their house Mm -hmm. and stay with Jimbo. Patty did that a lot. Yeah, because it Mm -hmm. was easier for Jimbo Mm-hmm. It was kind of funny when you think about it. You know, I had all these little kids, but right. I'd pack them up and take them to him. <laughs> I, was, I don't know. <laughs> but So yeah, how was so it with your spouses? Because Jimbo yes. was, was I, I'm imagining a package deal. Oh, yes. And I've met both <laughs> yes. of them. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. part of what was so endearing the first time we ever spent time together were his brother-in-law's relationship with him. Like, are, are these his brothers? And these are the brother-in-laws. It's very... Um, what's the word? It's kind of magical. It, it is. is. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, I can't find the word either because they're both awesome. Randy and Mark are awesome. Our husbands. I'm just saying. Yes. <laughs> I love that. They, yeah, they, uh, you know, we never talked about that either. I mean, it just, it just happened. And, you know, finding somebody like we did, thank God, I God mm-hmm. put these men in our lives mm-hmm. to go, okay. They're, they were so, I think we just knew, they were so good with Jimbo, that's how you fall in love with them anyway. Because, mm. you know, you kind of, I don't know about you ladies, but I'm just saying, <laughs> it, it's how people react to your children, you know, or to Jimbo. You kind of look, okay, you're kind of like at a guard, right? Right. You, you're watching how they're going to interact with them. And, you know, if it's not a good interaction, you're kind of going, I... I don't need to hang out with you, right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It's a little well, bit of probably a red how flag. You're like, mm-hmm. we did with our men, you know, yeah. and these guys were diamonds. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yes, package deal. Yeah, totally. there was a point when um, Randy and I've been married almost forty years. Yeah, girl, that's yeah. awesome. And um, we're almost thirty-one. Oh, yeah. Also, <laughs> Pam, you're awesome yeah. too. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> But I told him from the get-go, I'm not going anywhere with my with Jimbo still here. You know what right. I mean? Like here, like moving somewhere yeah. else. Moving, yeah, yeah, not. I'm. He's. He is part of the package. Do I yeah. have to have eleven kids? <laughs> yeah. Like what is this? It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's so cute. So when Jimbo, when it the transition happened, I know it wasn't like instant, where he's half half or a week with you, a week with you, pointing at Julian. Yes. Um, <laughs> and was it a conversation with your spouse, or it just, it just was? <laughs> The conversation. <laughs> Did you ask them, you guys? Just kidding. I know. Each week he just does. No, you 
Pam. Oh. Pam was actually adding on to her home when Poor. our father got suddenly ill. So so Pam and it Mark. It was even before he got okay. sick. Yes. That we were adding it on was knowing. Poor Jimbo. Oh, yes. oh, you guys. So they added a, they <laughs> added a bedroom. Can my kids just hang yeah. out with you? It's kind Mercedes of like respite for me. Yeah. I am. This the is like. Can't stop. So these, I, this is I all had, for me. So yeah. much this adding. episode is yeah. for me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I had space in my home because I had, my kids are a little bit older than Pam's and two of them were out already. I think. I think one was married and one was in college. College, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so I had the space. And then Pam and her husband had this conversation about um, eventually, someday, Jimbo is going to live with them. And honestly, I thought, okay, that's mm -hmm. going to happen. He's going to live with Pam and Mark, and I will be the respite or right, whatever right. that's mm -hmm. going to be and um, with Randy. I have to give them oh my God. <laughs> 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 all <laughs> Me and Jimbo yeah. are like together. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, this is all very healthy, you guys. Like, <laughs> there's, I know. there's no red flags, no things happening. So, so yes. Yeah, so Pam and Mark obviously had a conversation because they were adding onto their home, and then our dad suddenly got ill. And and it, that, that's a long story for another day. But so he started living at my house first because they weren't ready yet. Okay. So, but then her on on the weekends he would go to Pam's house and her wonderful son Brian would give up his room and sleep on the couch Brian. and let Jimbo have his room. That's sweet. And so then it so then it became this. Well, now I have him. I'm not giving him to you right. all the time, <laughs> you know. So then it just, yeah. I'm like giving back. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> he's mine. Because <laughs> he's a fun time. He's yeah. a fun time. So now, as as adults, and I will say, Jimbo's 56. So they told our parents he might live to be a young teenager mm. wow. at the time in 1962. That's two. 1960. Yeah, and and um. They told him, them that he should be institutionalized mm -hmm. and um, that his life would never be anything. And how wrong they were. How, yeah. <laughs> so um, I will be 60 this year. Get and it. Yeah. And she looks fabulous. <laughs> yeah, she does, ladies and gentlemen. And um, thank you. And, yep. um, but so now the role is. Sometimes I feel like his parent. Mm -hmm. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. Not all the time. Right. But um, as he ages, there's just a few things that are happening. And so he forgets things and things right. like this. Mm -hmm. So you take on a different kind of role. Right. But he's still my pal, you know? Yeah. He's off with Randy today, taking care of our motorhome <laughs> and doing stuff. You know, they're just pals. And You're right. So, but that's... Yeah. Uh, yeah, you said that beautifully. You did say it beautifully. <laughs> yeah. Will you tell us about the decision to share Jimbo with the rest of us and start this oh. Instagram account? Okay. Okay. That's, yeah. Right. Nice story. <laughs> um, so my youngest daughter Amy lived with Jimbo the longest of my children because after even she became a mom, she and her daughter lived with us for yeah. five years after Radley was born, and um, our nephew. Brandon 
took special ed classes, right? He was going to be a special ed teacher. Somehow he got hooked up to Instagram and following people with Down syndrome. I don't know how. And then he starts sharing it, sharing all of these lovely accounts with us. And my daughter, Amy, who Jimbo loves and adores, and she called me and Pam, actually, she asked us both her permission. She said, I'm following all these people with young children with Down syndrome, and I don't see any mm -hmm. adults. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that people need to see people that are adults with mm -hmm. Down syndrome and see how great this is and how he's fabulous and wonderful. And so that's how it started. And she's still the manager. Yeah. <laughs> so that's she texts and says, I need a new photo. So, you know, whatever. But yeah, that's how that started. It's so great. Cool. She has three children of her own now. So I think it's not as... Um, you know, as often as people would like to see Jimbo. But, I agree with that, you know. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want more, Amy. We want more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. just makes you want to come back for more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. So <laughs> that's how that started. Yeah. That's, yeah. 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 that's really great. I would love to know about Jimbo's role with all of the rest of the extended family. So do you have a number for how many nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews does he have? Oh, goodness. I think there's 77 Get out um, of town. people. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, sick. sorry. I think there's 77 people, like between the 11 kids, the grandkids, and <laughs> the great grandkids, <laughs> right. and there's one great great grandchild right now, but really? another great great grandchild on the way. <laughs> way. So which would be his great great niece or nephew, right? Yes. He's he's great great uncle. Yeah. To yes, yes. So he's great great. So from our parents, parents right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 77 people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh I think goodness. that baby is going to be the 78th. Yeah. The, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Too many yeah. Christmas. Yeah. I love yeah. this so much. Yeah. I like people. I think that's I was awesome. just always sure I'd yeah. have three kids and I'm... Yeah. Ray, I'm like, like, team. Do I need yeah. team? Is 11 okay? Like, do we need 12? Maybe 12? Yeah. So <laughs> so we can just make it easier. Just combine yeah, all yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes. I'm worried so about communal living. Can we? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, how often does he see how many people? I don't know how to, how to word this question right. even. Um, okay. Um, when, when he's with, when, when Jimbo spends the week with me, he often sees my daughters that live here. I have one that lives on the East Coast, but the girls that live here and the eight grandkids, almost every time that he is with me, he mm -hmm. sees someone, someone in that. And how are like the, the littlest kids with Jimbo? <sighs> Divine. <Yeah. Okay. laughs> they, they love him. It's it's very interesting because I um, he's you've met him. He's loud. Mm -hmm. Well, he's amazing. He yeah. makes, right. he yeah. makes yeah. loud noises. He makes loud noises. He makes, yeah. yeah, and he um, noises. Too. Yeah, yeah. And he, but he okay. he will let them hug on him. He lets. But then he go. You know, has a has a arm's length after a few okay. minutes. Right. Like, and like, I'm, I'm yeah, done. Yeah, I'm just done. a little <laughs> nudge. Like, okay, I've had enough of you. <laughs> go. You know. Um, and it's interesting, two of my granddaughters in particular, he and the one that lived with us for the five years, and then another one that is seven, he he gives them a little bit more grace and space. Oh, interesting. I was going to say, does he have a favorite family member? You don't have to name names, but are there people that <laughs> it's like... Me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't have to name names, but who is it? Do it yeah. <laughs> no, we need to be truthful here. It's Randy. 
Is this, it Randy, Randy your husband? Oh, yeah, it's wow. Randy. Even, I mean, he loves Mark, he loves Julie, he loves me, but. It's yeah. Randy. Hands you guys, down. I just Why? have to say, the first time we met, we're out at the big playground, and so Jim about to go to the bathroom, and yes. it was Randy, and Randy yep. is holding his hand walking across yeah. the grass to the bathroom. Randy and Mark. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were both there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. maybe but they were just like hand bathroom. in hand. Yeah. Like, this is beautiful. Yes. I've been in my life forever. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. yes, but Randy yes, right. has become his. I just, I, and I say to him, you know, I used to be his favorite. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> You're his favorite no. older. I'm yeah. his favorite younger. How's that? The favorite older. <laughs> yeah. 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 But that would be all no. But then no. he yeah. sees, um, he sees your kids when you have him. Yeah. So at least once, yeah. at least once during the week, he'll see Somebody. one or both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and then um, greater family. Right? That's why I say the big. I, you know, we try to get together at least a couple times a year. Um, the ones that live here, and then, like for instance, my family has um, something happening tonight, and Jimbo's going to go spend the evening with Patty. Mm -hmm. Oh, fun! So, so he gets to go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and our sister Cindy was w ha a couple weeks ago. She came to my house, and he, you know, so he sees mm -hmm. right. somebody, yeah. you know, from time to time. What yeah. are the names? All your siblings' names? Patty, Cindy. I just think yeah. this is gonna be Betsy, fun. Betsy, David, <laughs> Jenny, Cindy, Libby, Dan, Julie, Jack, Jim, 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 <laughs> I you love used, it. Don't please tell me that you went uh, in order. We did. Oldest to youngest. Did you used to have races. Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna get there first. Yeah. I'm like, I'm there first. Yeah. 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 You two are adorable. So fun. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so my I have a question. As, as, as advice givers, as our sages here. Um, what would you say to young moms, mm -hmm. um, those of us who have kids and we're with Down syndrome and we're just starting out and we're um, looking ahead to 20, 30, 40 years down the road, mm -hmm. what is your advice to us about how to raise all of our children and what, what it looks like to be the kind of moms that we want to be? Oh, sometimes I think that we can't overthink it. Hmm. That you just have to, I, I, I think God had a huge hand in what is happening in our life with Jimbo right now. Mm -hmm. Because if you ask our other siblings, they didn't have that conversation with our mother. Mm. Why? Mm -hmm. I, I know she didn't seek me out. I didn't mm -hmm. seek her out over the question of whether who was going to take care of him. Mm -hmm. It just happened. Mm -hmm. Well, if it just happens, it's God doing that. Mm -hmm. right. and, I, and sometimes I think you just have to let your kids be the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. They just have to figure out who they are and who, like I needed to know who I was and how Jimbo fits in to my life. Mm -hmm. And if I may say also, if one of your children, or if they don't feel the, um, oh, I don't know how to say this uh, without, um, like if they are not able mm -hmm. to take on the role of mm -hmm. watching over 
Ace or Macy in August or, or Sunny or mm-hmm. um, don't condemn them. Right, right. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not, I mean, if it's not in them to mm-hmm. be able to do that, but but take care of them in a different way. Mm-hmm. Right. Not necessarily in their home or whatever, if they have to, whatever, whatever the role may be. They have to do what they have to do. Right. It's, it's on each of us, you know all 11 or 10 of us I guess you know the 10 of us had to do what we had to do and mm-hmm. same with each one of your kids you know That's really good. Yeah. and I I do think that we all loved him equally mm-hmm. I just think that n- not everybody could take on this role yeah yeah mm-hmm. for for many reasons not just oh you know some of them have full-time jobs or what you know whatever right. but I right. just mean in their personality. Mm-hmm. In their personality. Yeah. That's what I was thinking Couldn't, when you were saying You know, that. for sure. some... And it's not, like, better or worse. Oh, it's no. just, yeah. you're just being you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and, and I wouldn't want anybody to think, oh, gosh, you know, you're either worse or you're better right. because right. of that, right. you know. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, I know our sister Patty would take this on in a second, but she does have a full-time job, and right. she has to... That's what she needs to do right now. Exactly. And who knows what's going to happen... In five or ten years, mm-hmm. with you know, mm-hmm. maybe a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a calling. Yeah, it's exactly. it's a calling. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and I think that I think that the importance of family, whatever that family looks like, you know, whatever the families mm-hmm. look like, that you stick together and you try to do your very best for each other. Mm-hmm. I think that's the most important thing mm-hmm. that you can teach your kids. I think that's yeah. all. Yeah. I have a question. Um, this is more of um, your mom and dad. What did they say anything about Jimbo, like and raising him? Did your mom, I don't know, any sweet thing that you think your mom or your dad would want us parents to know? You know what? I I remember mom saying a lot. She would say. Oh, he didn't mean such and such. Whatever he may have done, if he hurt you or whatever, he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand, you know. Right. And I would think to myself, oh, what do you mean he doesn't understand? What, you know? Right. And then I would just kind of have to think about that for a while, you know. Why doesn't he understand? Yeah. Right. You know. But then, it, yeah. It, I I have two things. My our our dad was kind of a gruff. That not was the word I was just going to use. Yeah. <laughs> kind of not, not very, um, didn't, ne- did not wear his emotions on his sleeve mm-hmm. at all. Didn't, um, wasn't very, um, not, you know, not a hugger, not mm-hmm. a, you know. I have this, the most endearing thing about him that uh, he could have only done this one thing in my whole life. And it would have endeared him to me and st- still does. When they told our parents... Because, you know, back in the day, we didn't have all this, um, the prenatal diagnosis yeah. and all that right. stuff. So Jimbo's born, and instantly there's something not right. right. And my mother, you know, they, they realize my dad's not in the room. We didn't have, you oh, know, that's dad's right. not in the room that's at funny. the time. Yeah. So they go get him, and they tell him that okay. they think that the baby at that time, I won't say what they, you know, they didn't use these, they didn't call it Down syndrome, but <laughs> but they, so... They tell my dad, they have him come in so that they can tell our mother. And he, they're in the hospital, ladies picture this, you've just had a baby, and the doctor comes in with your husband and tells you that 
your baby is not perfect and that we don't think you should take this baby home to your mm -hmm. other, you know, the other eight, wait, he's ninth. Yes, mm -hmm. so your mm -hmm. other, you know, children because he'll be a burden to them mm -hmm. and to you. So we think mm -hmm. you should institutionalize him. Mm -hmm. And my dad said, colorful language apparently that's our legend yeah. and it was true or not colorful language yeah, where, where, there were a time yeah. <laughs> to tell them what they could do with their thoughts mm -hmm. and that he was going to take that baby home and show how their his siblings how much he can love he could be loved and love someone mm -hmm. and that what are you what would he be saying if he told his other children that Jimbo could be just tossed aside. Right. What would that mean? It, so if it endeared him to me forever, because what would I look like if I didn't have Jimbo? I don't know what I would look like. What would, my life would not be what it is. I wouldn't. We would not be the same. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. That's such a beautiful story. I love that you share beautiful. that. I've, I've talked to women um, who are pregnant and have an in utero diagnosis and and I remember talking to one woman and she had an older daughter and her father cornered her who would be the, the grandfather and said if you keep this baby you are ruining your daughter's life oh. and she's since had this baby and and realizing that's not true but that pressure and um, just for you guys to share your story and to share Jimbo with the world and like for like dear mom you know you yeah. hear this your kids are going to be better for this diagnosis yes. yeah. 100% forever yeah. you yes. know and not that it's yeah. not going to be hard and not that and your grandkids mm -hmm. because right. you have to Generations. the trickle down has trickle been down. i mean i have a seven-year-old who actually has said she is asking god to give her a baby with down syndrome yes. i love it's it it's amazing she can adopt yes she can <laughs> <laughs> and she but she tells her mom but you can't steal the baby <laughs> right. oh, that's so funny. <laughs> i love it no mom it's really my yeah. baby, yeah. My baby. <laughs> so good. i she, love that yeah yeah but it's I this whole it. idea it's like of, of shifting this down syndrome narrative which yes. is such a huge yes. goal for this podcast and for why all mm -hmm. of us are like willing to put our kids out there on the social media platforms and i have a friend who she had three kids biological and one adopted with down syndrome or two bio and then she got pregnant with a, with a would be her fourth so that all makes sense and when they went into the ultrasound for the testing her older kids who don't have down syndrome have this younger brother who does they're like does the baby have down syndrome oh, like so excited <laughs> and the tech was like what like this is the first time this has ever happened oh, yeah. but our the kids our kids are such a gift to yeah. the world and to everyone in the yeah. family yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely i cannot thank you guys enough for being here oh thank you for having us right. i feel like this we can talk enough. forever yes, and ever and could. ever we could um i i'm gonna put you on the spot but we're we're gonna be ending um all of our episodes by letting people share their good news mm -hmm. and what the person in their life with down syndrome is accomplishing or learning or just doing or finding delight in and so is there something that jimbo is something Jimbo is into or doing right now that is worth celebrating? I think Jimbo just celebrating his 56th birthday is worth celebrating. Yes, yes. definitely. 56. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, because when I was younger, 
it was like he's not going to live to be a teenager so just be prepared you know right. and then it was like well maybe it's more like 20 right okay well he's now a miracle <laughs> now right, right. you know yeah, oh, yeah. one Definitely. of my friends said he outlived he has far outlived his expiration date yeah. <laughs> <Far>. <laughs> yeah. i love that yeah so good yeah so good that's our good news yeah. definitely <laughs> some good news girls thank you pam and julie yes. oh you're thank welcome you. thanks for having us so fun. Thank you. so fun Not only do our friends at Pride Socks sell socks and shirts, but they also collaborate with individuals to create custom socks and donate proceeds to custom for a cause. Last September, they collaborated with Ruby's Rainbow and Ruby designed a sock with all of her favorite things. Seriously, her socks were so cute. They had rainbows, unicorns, and goldfish with the message, dream big, as a reminder to go for your dreams. For every pair of socks you buy, $5 goes back to Ruby's Rainbow. Ruby's Rainbow provides adults with Down syndrome scholarships to attend college and since they've launched this sock they've donated $15,000 in less than a year. This year they are adding a shirt to the mix so please go ahead and visit pridesocks.com backslash ruby to get your pair of socks to support the Down syndrome community and watch their video. Believe me you will need a tissue. Use code the lucky few for 15% off your purchase. Go to pridesocks.com or pridesocks.com backslash ruby for the Ruby's Rainbow Socks and follow Pride Socks on Instagram at Pride Socks. Okay, we're back. Welcome back to the, the Lucky Few podcast. You're jumping from our second episode ever to present day. And here we are. Um, honoring the life of Jimbo. And we're so, so thankful that we got to listen to Julie and Pam share their story and um, remember the gift of Jimbo for all of us. Um, this is the moment, you guys, where we get to honor Jimbo and his life by celebrating good news. Yes. And mm. I think this is a great way for us to transition because um, what better way to celebrate someone than to um, talk about what's good in the world? That's right. Yes. I'm going to give you an amen. Mercedes, are you, Mercedes do you disagree? I know. <laughs> I, get, I, I get hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. I am your witness. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> I love it. So, welcome back to Good News, Good News, Good, good news. news. All right, we got some good news, ladies. Mm-hmm. We've got some good news. We got good news from followers who wrote in on Instagram at the Lucky Few Pod. As our Instagram handle. You can DM us anytime with your good news. We love it. I've got one here, you guys. Our eight-month-old daughter, Ada Felicity, has such good weight gain over the last two months that she no longer has to have her pumped bottles of breast milk fortified to a higher calorie content. This change has taken a load off my husband and I as well as solved her constipation problem. And we are so thankful for this sweet little growing girl of ours. 
Yes, so, that's good news. You guys, we know Ada's Ada Felicity's parents out there just want you to know that we have been there and that we will celebrate not having to have breast milk fortified. We will celebrate <laughs> not having constipation problems because we have all walked through that and that is hard stuff. So congrats to you guys and Ada Felicity, we're so excited for you. Way to gain some pounds, girl. We've got one more here. So we've got one more that is great news. Sweet Josephine came home from the NICU. And that is some good news, Mama. Thanks for sharing that. Welcome home, Josephine. Yay, Josephine. As always, friends, we want to hear your good news about your loved ones with Down syndrome. And we want you to leave us a voicemail at 424-442-9147 and share your good news. And this is just a reminder out there to all of you business owners who want to help us shout the worth of people with Down syndrome. If you have a product or business that you want to share, we would love to partner with you. You can email hello at theluckyfewpodcast.com for sponsorship opportunities. And we just want to say thanks again to Jimbo Sisters. Thanks for taking a chance and um, letting us interview you way back when we didn't know what we were doing. And uh, thanks for most of all for sharing Jimbo with us and um, sharing him with the world. Uh, we also want to thank our editor and producer, Andy Lara, our co-producer, Val Schleider. Um, our sponsor and all of you out there who've shared the Lucky Few podcast with friends and who have listened faithfully and cheered us on. Don't forget to describe, to not describe, subscribe <laughs> <laughs> and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And this is a reminder, dear listener out there who is supporting your loved one with Down syndrome, you are a shouter of worth and a narrative, narrative shifter. So keep on keeping on. We are cheering for you. See you all next Monday on the Lucky Few Podcast. Bye. Bye, Bye, friends. Thanks for listening to Lucky Few Podcasts. Remember to review our show on Apple Podcasts and check us out on all social media at the Lucky Few Pod. You can also support the show now via anchor.fm just by going to the website, scroll down to the bottom, and you can begin your support right now. Lastly, send us your good news by going to theluckyfewpodcast.com and sending us a message via text, voicemail, or email. See you next time. Bye.